127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry 127 at FBC Bryan. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. We hope that this resource is growing in relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yo, 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 what it do, podcast crew? They didn't even break a smile over there. He, he hit his face. Yeah, he did. Hey. He, he didn't want to make eye contact with you. <laughs> no, he made eye contact. Did you? Yeah, no, we stared the entire time. That's nice. But uh, he didn't make a, make a noise. What's up, bro? What's up? <laughs> what's up? What's My voice up? is gone. What's up? Hey, what's up? Who are you, bro? I, I, a lot of people know who you are, but the voice may just not be clicking yet. Yeah, if you thought I was Morgan Freeman, I'm sorry. That's not <laughs> who I am. But uh, my name is Caleb. Caleb Mullins. He always says it so funny. Caleb. Caleb Mullins. <laughs> the Caleb Mullins. Hey, what do you What do you do around here? Um, we always so, have to introduce the yeah the residents and what they do. So yeah, so uh, I do a few things around here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so part of my job description looks like research for Jim. So whenever he's doing sermons, finding different things about the topics he's preaching on, and so helping him out in that way. And then also, I enjoy helping out with you guys with college. Yep. Um, this summer has just been really exciting for me because I'm getting to teach a lot more. And so I'm looking forward to that. But that's uh, some of the f- things I get to do around here. Yeah. Senior pastor resident. SPR. The title. I know. It's a big title. What, uh, what are your top three hobbies? I'm curious <laughs> what, what you nailed us down to. My top three hobbies. For background, he is uh, he's also my roommate, and so I know these things, but I'm curious what he nails it down to okay. to three. Uh, my top three are probably like climbing, rock climbing, bouldering. Yep. Uh, that's that's definitely one of them. That was like five things. Um, hmm. Does door dashing count? It's <laughs> kind of a job. Yeah, that's a job. Uh, do you, mean, hobbies do do hobbies imply that you enjoy them? Like I think that I, that has yeah. to be the measure, but yeah, I think so. I mean, like, he enjoys it. like watching Netflix with Zach. That's also <laughs> one of my favorite hobbies. What show are y'all watching right now? We need okay. to find one. Right now, Netflix is dry, bro. Okay. It's dry. If y'all have any recommendations, let me know. Hmm. Because, I don't. yeah, Zach and I like horror movies. So, yeah, we into that horror, that horror genre. That's weird. Thrillers. I was, uh, like, anything scary, yeah. I want it to be true. I don't. Okay. I don't need somebody just making up something Some fictional. Yeah. So. So the this is weird. But any of like the old school. Um, I, I just went blank. Casting out demons. Yeah. Like that literally had recordings from the Catholic Church of things that happened in the room. Uh, the audio side of it. You eat that like up. like those. I'm like imagine like as a pastor. Yeah. You're in that space. Mm-mm. I mean, there's some things that I love to do. Yeah. Going into that environment would probably not be one of them. Really? But just the thought of it is pretty wild. Yeah. I've been in some scary spots, but that one. Like, I want the movies to be like, that could happen to me. Do you remember Woo. Do you remember watching The Strangers in your house? Do you remember oh, yeah. The, the, was that at our house? Yeah. I think so. I think we... The first one was at T's. second first one was at John's. Yeah. You watched the better one. I don't think you were at T's house when yeah. you watched the first one. But the second no, one wasn't. was incredible. Yeah, that was fun. It's a great movie. <laughs> what did you think about that one? It's another one of those. It's just like, this wouldn't It's happen. based on a true story. Is it? Mm-hmm. I'm, that's kind of fun. The first one is at least. And I think they just used that and kind of made another I w- one. I always want to be Liam Neeson from Taken. I don't know. When, when he does like the things that you should do. You've never seen Taken? That's so sad. So the, the, his daughter gets kidnapped. 
Okay. And he, he does all of the things that you should do that are never in movies, but they put it in a movie um, to, to make, like, to get your daughter back. And so things that you look at and go, that was unbelievably mean. No, somebody kidnapped his daughter. And so when he shoots wow. the, the policeman's wife right in front of him, like oh that gosh. one was violent, was under attack. And he like hit the ground um, underneath the couch and shot the guy in the foot, which is, we're all screaming during movies. Shoot him in the leg. Just shoots him in the foot and the dude falls down and shoots him again. Those are the things. I'm like, yeah, do the real stuff. Do <laughs> the, the real stuff. That might be next year's theme. Liam who? Neeson. Neeson. Liam Neeson. He's a father, huh? That's so sad. Uh, I don't know if in, he's like a dad in real life, but he's a dad. But in, in the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Real, real, real life dad, dude. Man, parents. <laughs> almost, almost got it. Keep going. That was good. That was good. Yeah, Keep going. No. You can do it. Well, Caleb reached, reached out. I kind of reached out to him because we needed a topic for this week. Um, we're still kind of discerning through if we're going to do a series this summer, but we're kind of in the one-off stage right it's gonna now. It's going to be a busy summer. Yeah. Um, and Caleb was fetching for ideas and had nothing and then finally landed on, um, he said relationships with parents. I kind of turned it into honoring your parents. Uh, maybe that was the direction you were going. Um, so that's what we're talking about today. Honoring your parents. It's a theme throughout scripture, Old Testament, New Testament. Granted, sure. New Testament's just referring to the Old Testament, but, um, kind of just want to start it off. What does it mean to honor your father and mother? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, go ahead, Caleb. This is this is your topic. I'm just. I would say there's a few things that that can mean. Obviously, when you're in home with your parents from zero to eighteen, I think it looks like obeying your parents. Um, Hebrews talks about submitting to your parents and obeying them. Obviously, if if your parent is telling you to do something that's contrary to the scriptures, you don't have to obey that. But for the most part, obeying your parents is, I think, a way that you can honor them because God has placed them in authority over you for the time being, at least when you're in the home up to 18. So, yeah, it's good. The eyes are squinting over there. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just for the people that are out there in the podcast world. Podcast world people that are listening, which which I'm just going to assume is only TJ. So, 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 hey, buddy, up at, I hope, hope Massachusetts is treating you well. Massachusetts. Um, so l- we don't do a lot of pre-show planning. Yeah. I sat down at this table a few minutes before we hit play, and they said, this is what we're talking about, yeah. which it, it, I love that. That's okay. Um, I used to be better at it. No, we, it, it works better probably for me if I don't have to think That's about true. it. So... I look at Exodus twenty twelve, which is right in the middle of the Ten Commandments. That's the the honor your father and your mother, so that you may have a long life in the land the Lord God's giving you. Um, it's just a great verse to hold on to. The word honor there in in the Hebrew is weird, because it, it means literally the word means to weigh heavily upon, to be heavy, to be weighty. Mm. Um, which which I guess means that you're like you're you're putting a lot of hope and trust and faith and, and everything in that person. Yeah. Um, and that in doing that, that I think that's the best way that you can honor somebody. It's a, it's a different way for me to think about it than, yeah. than normally if I'm like, I want, I want to show you honor sort of one thing that Jason, our, our contemporary worship pastor is really good at is just like honoring people. Yeah. Um, and in doing that, he, he, ele- he lifts them up. He, but he doesn't, I don't think some people he does, but he doesn't put a whole lot of weight on me like he, he doesn't rely on me a whole lot he just he does a good job of honoring them yeah. and so I, I think even our thoughts about what it means to honor your parents in our 
cultural context is different mm-hmm. than what they than even what they're talking about here. Yeah, and th- I think that's one thing we have to highlight as we talk about this um, is the is the difference in culture mm-hmm. um, that these verses are going to talk about and the ways that they push us versus kind of the way that we function now. Yeah, so kind of pushing that into applying it into our cultural context today. Um, and you've kind of hit on this a little bit of obeying. Um, and I think that's a big idea that a lot of us in our minds just like have like, okay, obey, like saying yes to what my parents sure. like, this command. Like where is, where do we kind of find the line of, Hey, this is scripture. And this is just what my parents are saying. Cause I, like, I don't know from zero to 18, I think a lot of even believers are still trying to figure out what it looks like to live a biblical life. Um, and so where do we kind of situate ourselves within that, um, idea of bringing Exodus 2012 into our culture today. Yeah. And I think something that's important to hit on too, is whether or not your parents are believers plays a big role because I know for my own life, my parents are believers. I, I grew up in the church. My dad's a pastor. And so as I've grown up and, and learned to honor my parents, even though I'm not in their home anymore and I'm away, um, off doing my own thing. I'm a grown adult now. I think something that's important is still being able to find the distinction between obeying your parents, because I think a lot of people think that once you become an adult, you don't have to obey your parents anymore. And I think even for a lot of the people listening who are are maybe back home this summer, um, after they've been at college all year, and it's this conflicting idea of, well, do I still have to obey my parents because I'm an adult now? Um, And I think, I think some wisdom in there is that like obey them because they are still like in authority over you. And I know for my own life, um, there's a lot of wisdom that I, I simply didn't have at 19. I still don't have a lot of wisdom at 21 that my parents, they do have it, you know, 40, 50. And so I think even in that, like John said, I really enjoy, like really liked what he said that you're trusting your parents, Mm -hmm. you're trusting them for direction, for wisdom, for guidance. And I think, I think that's part of what honoring your parents looks like. Yeah, that's good. What do you think some of the biggest challenges, and you've kind of hit on this, but what are some of the biggest challenges that especially college students face in honoring their parents? I think, I don't I, I would argue, and I don't know this cause I haven't lived that stage of life yet, but maybe it gets easier as you get older to honor them because you kind of figure out and understand a little bit more just about the way our world works. Uh, but what are some of like the biggest challenges of honoring your parents as you kind of transition out of like you're living on your own, um, you're gaining a little more wisdom. What are some of the biggest challenges people may face? Yeah, I, I think you said it. I've heard this before. The older you get, the dumber you get. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, it's not that you lose intelligence. It's that you realize the amount of stuff you don't know. Um, and walking, walking humbly in lack of knowledge um, allows you to, to honor and, and respect and understand, I think, your parents better. Um, with college students, Caleb kind of mentioned this. One thing we have to be careful here is blurring uh, real clear biblical commands with cultural things. Mm. And so college students who go back home and say, I'm an adult now. The only reason that you claim to be an adult is because America says you are. Mm. That's it. That's true. They're, they're like 18 gets you something. 21 gets you something. 25 gets you something. Uh, that's fine. So like now you can finally rent a car. Now you Yay. can buy alcohol. Now you can vote. Like those, those are weird things yeah. that, that are different even in other countries. Mm. And so, so we have to be careful of like, I, I'm going to claim that I'm an adult culturally yeah. 
and apply that to a biblical standard mm. because the the adulthood biblical standard goes back to Genesis well Genesis 1 and 2 but really Genesis 2 when a when a man leaves his father and mother and yeah. cleaves to his wife mm. that's that's now you're an adult yeah. and so for a college student who's like well how long do I have to obey my parents one this verse doesn't say obey this verse says honor um, so you have to navigate that. But two, if you're going to blur those two, and I'm okay with you sort of wrestling through obey and honor your parents, the only thing I can hold to biblically is you do that until you're married. Mm. And so some of you clowns are in trouble because you're never going to get married. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but that's, that's the part of it. And so I think college students struggle with that yeah. because culture is saying something different yeah. than maybe what mm. the Bible is saying to them mm. um, to understand. Uh, the other, the other side of that for me, um, and, and I didn't have great parents. We, we talked about this before the show a little bit, how weird this may be for me. Um, I didn't have a dad really in my life. I had some step, some step dads, you want to call them that in and out. Um, but I did not like my mom at all. Uh, she's, she's in heaven. I, I don't believe that she's, she cares about the podcast right now cause she's with Jesus. So she's not paying attention to this. Um, but, but she knows I didn't like her. Mm. Um, I didn't love her well at all. Uh, didn't want to be around her, just her lifestyle. And that was a poor witness on my behalf. I didn't do a great job of sharing the gospel with her, all of those things. And in college, I really began to wrestle with that. Uh, and I think the Lord was faithful to, to push me into some spaces to think through those things. And, and the biggest thing I can think of that got me to the point of, of being able to pray for her, to pray blessings for her, to... Um, to navigate our relationship and then for her to come back into my life was this understanding um, that parents are God's fault. And for some reason, God trusted parenthood with my mom. Mm. And even though she didn't handle it well, she didn't honor God with how she parented, he still did that. Mm. And so then I began to go, well, this needs to be redeemed even though she messed it up as for me as a, as a toddler through my teenage years, how can I be a part of redeeming her parenthood? Um, and that was a big part of it when in its basic form, the reason that we exist is not because God was lonely. It's not because God needed something else. It was because of his great love for us that he just created us. And the act of be fruitful and multiply the act of having a kid is found in a great love in the ultimate love relationship as we see in the bible that is when when people get married and they become one flesh and the bible puts this order to how reproduction should go it's in the ultimate act of love that a kid comes Mm. into being and so when you connect those two things i begin to go well even if my mom doesn't fully understand this i can put it on display for her in god's created order and so college students who are struggling um wrestling with honoring and loving their parents. And it could be unbelieving parents. It could be wandering parents. It could just be your parents are jerks. Um, and you think that way you you have to start going the other way, not looking at how sinful they are, how great God is. And he designed it this way. And as a believer, you get to be part of redeeming broken spaces, bringing dead things back to life. Um, and, and, your parents have like the ultimate title Yeah. as a dad, I have the ultimate title, but I think it's shared with a mom that, that God would give that to them. And so having a clearer view of Jesus helps you yeah. obey and honor. That's simple, but understanding the created order I think that helps you a little bit. It's good. Yeah. yeah. It's a really good way to phrase that. Cause I think a lot of people get stuck in the mindset of, man, I have really terrible parents and honestly playing the victim a little bit. Yeah. Like I would say that. And 
um, then I think that in turn gives them a quote unquote excuse to not treat them well, um, which is not the way um, the Lord, um, I think designed it. And so, um, you kind of hit on this with, with unbelieving parents. I know this doesn't apply to everyone, but I do want to hit on this a little bit. Um, how do we, um, go about relationships with unbelieving parents and honoring and loving them well? Well, I think partially something I wanted to say earlier too, is just something that I learned that I did badly my freshman year of college. And I, I would encourage people to do well this summer is just communication. Yep. I know once again, like my communication the first year of college was not good with my parents. I kind of just went to college and then kind of like kind of forgot them in a little, in a little, mm-hmm. in a sense. And so I think, um, for people home, home this summer, just to remember and to like fellowship well with their parents, uh, because once again, they love you deeply and God placed them in authority over you. God placed them as your, um, caretaker for 18 years. And so I think caring for them, And I think that specifically can apply to unbelieving parents as well, because God's appeal to them is through you. You have to realize that, that God's um, second Corinthians five talks about we're ministers of reconciliation. And so like John said, God wants to reconcile your parents to himself and often how God can reconcile your parents to himself. If they're unbelievers is through you believer. And so I think for the believers that are going back home this summer with unbelieving parents really lean into those relationships. Um, and it doesn't have to be awkward of, Hey, I'm a Christian now. Like I I, I'm trying to live for Jesus and and you should too. Like it doesn't have to be awkward in any way, but remind them and show them like how, how much God loves you and how much God loves them and wants to reconcile that relationship. And so I I think, um, just belaboring the point that that God is using you to reconcile them and really consider that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, even a little bit farther, Caleb, scratch the surface on this. Um, we don't show honor to people because they're worthy of honor mm. as believers. That that can't be our standard yeah. in any space. I, I, I don't want that to be my metric. There are spaces where people have done great things mm. and you should celebrate. Um, and And part of that is just like honoring them in sort of what we're talking about in our current cultural way that we honor people. Um, but we don't, we don't honor people because they're great. Uh, first Peter three, seven husbands honor your wives in their weakness Hmm. uh, is what that verse says. And it's talking about how we, we show honor to them in an understanding way. And this isn't a shot at ladies. It's just what (laughs) biblical says. We show it to them because they are the weaker vessel. Um, and, and then he goes on to explain what that means, but, but he, he puts this, this idea that we show honor to things that are weaker than us. Um, our Christ-like grace that we display to people, um, is, is done so, um, out of honor. That's, that's all of Philippians, uh, chapter two that, that I, anytime I go to quote this, I'd use Kyler's voice because I have a video of Kyler who hasn't memorized and it, it just cracks me up, but, but doing nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Um, that is part of honoring Mm. and, and that is thinking again, kind of less of yourself showing a type of Christ-like grace to people. And so having that mindset as as a college student, I guess we're thinking this way towards your parents that a lot of times it's okay to be like, my parents don't deserve this. Mm. Now I wouldn't say that to their face, 
Yeah. Um, I did say that to my mom's face and she was in her hospital, in the oh. hospital bed. And like, and I was like, you know what you did. Yeah. And in a worldly mm. sense, this makes no sense. But because of what God has done in my life, I've learned what it means to be a mom. I've learned the title he gave you is important. And, I'm, and I know that forgiveness has to rise up. Mm. And so, so I want to do what I can to, I'm going to forgive you and I want to honor you as a mom. And, and that was, that was big uh, for her to hear. Sometimes your parents may need to hear that, but, but I don't think our expectation is that my parents need to be worthy of this for me to display it to them. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Cause I was going to ask like, what if it's just like, man, my parents are just so annoying. They sure. get on my last nerve. Yeah. Every, every time I'm around them, it's like, you got any, anyone you're interested in now? How are your grades? Like, yeah. is, is this still applying? And even in that sense, if it's just like, even if you communicate that, like mom, that's like annoying when you talk <laughs> about that and they still, like, do you think that still applies to, to that space? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we all have those family members that are, um, are you still single or, yeah. um, you know, are you making six figure? I mean, we all have those family members, but I think something I've learned is that when, when you're away at college and they don't see you, I mean, and you come back, what other questions are they going to ask? Yeah. I mean, they're just trying to get to know you on a personal level. And I think if we can see that their heart for, for asking those questions is just to know more about us, then it would take the pressure off of us of feeling so annoyed. And so mm. that's one thought um, too. It's also just not about you. I mean, yeah. once again, you going back home is not just so that you can, you know, tell your family all about how you've changed and all these things. Cause I think that was another thought that I had of when I came home freshman mm. year, I just wanted to show everybody how, how Christian I became, you know, I, in, in, in high school, I was uh, very uh, self-righteous in a lot of ways. And I think coming home from freshman year of college, I, I was trying to like prove to my family that like I grew in Christ, yeah. you know? And I think like realizing that it's not about me, I'm, I'm going home once again to be a minister of reconciliation, not mm. because they deserve it, mm. but because God displayed it to me. And so, yeah, that's good. You have a thought over there? No, no, no that was good. No thought. Sweet. Um, so we've kind of hit on showing people. I think I think grace is a good word to put there, um, even if they are undeserving of it, especially to parents. Um, but do y'all think there's a balance between that and and having solid boundaries and honoring your parents? And what's the balance between setting those boundaries of? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I guess when when you're married, especially of setting like. Hey, I'm spending Christmas over here or, or whatever that looks like. What's the balance between setting boundaries and, and still letting your parents in on what's happening? So that's, that's a scary, good question. Um, cause I, I can't be real prescriptive, uh, to, to cover every, to, to cover every situation. Yeah. Um, in that, uh, I think the clarity it's, it's this idea that college students is a weird space. Sure. Um, and transitional spaces are probably the most difficult to, to give real um, descriptive direction to. Mm. And college is a very much a transitional space where you're, you're trying to figure out what's next. You're, you're finding a husband, a wife, a job, a life. Like you're building all of those things at once. Mm. Um, and some students handle it really, really well. And some, some don't. Some parents handle it really well and some don't. I mean, yeah. we, we have helicopter college parents. Mm. Um, who will call me, who will send me, who will email me in January that, Hey, 
my daughter is going to be an Aggie. Do you have a place for her to live? No, I do not. <laughs> um, do you, can, can you help plug her into community? Sure. Will you make sure she succeeds? That's going to be God's fault. And so yeah. th- like we have those people, um, but the transitional space, I can't talk, the transitional space is always kind of a difficult one. Mm. Um, and so even thinking about your parents, how, how do I obey like in, in those spots? How do I draw lines in those spots? There's this understanding that your parents have uh, authority over you that is seasonal. Mm. It's just going to end. Yeah. Um, and so honoring them just because they have authority is one thing. Um, but the, the command doesn't have a breaking point because they are always your parents. Yeah. Uh, the way that you, uh, submit to their authority or that you obey is going to be different as you grow. And so if, if your parents have done a good job of, of leading you to, to, fear and honor Christ with your life, then I think that transition is a little bit easier um, for those that are holding on a little bit tighter than this transition is going to be a little bit more difficult because you want to get out from underneath that authority while still, while still honoring them. Um, drawing the line um, for us, one, um, you have to be prayerful. I will, I will say this a lot that, that your, your prayers for people um, soften your heart towards them mm. Um doesn't make you right or wrong or them right or wrong. But when somebody has wronged you, that's our approach is pray for them, pray for forgiveness from them from a distance, ask God to bless them. And as you're doing that, your heart is softened towards them. Mm. So your approach to yeah. them is going to be much more grace filled. I mean, all of those spaces uh, and our, our prayerful approach to them will help us draw lines. I would, I would hope. Um, so you're praying for them. Uh, one, you're remembering uh, that God has given them authority and mm-hmm. a title um, and a position. He shares that with them. So that's, that's really, really important. Um, and the, the, how you treat them, even if you don't, even if you don't like, and you're trying to draw boundaries with them. Um, I, I believe because God is big enough to do this, that he doesn't just call us to honor father and mother. Mm-hmm. He calls us to a much wider thought of honoring authority. And so your practice of that with your parents is going to affect everything else um, in your yeah. life. It's going to affect how you parent. It's going to affect how you are employed. It's going to affect how you're a student, yeah. um, all of those things. And so understanding that God's uh, call or picture for your life is much bigger than you'll ever understand and walking in that just a prayerful approach that leads to a grace-filled response um, to them, uh, recognizing God gave them that title one, because he's trusting them to lead you, but two, because he's preparing you for the next step always is, I think is just a good approach for me. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in response to that too, just, I hope this answers your question, but if you were to say like, Hey, we, we, we're not going to be here this Christmas or I'm with my, my friends this Christmas, I think just communicating that is, is important because yeah. even if you, you aren't going to be like submitting and obeying to your parents in every single thing that they say, um, communication is never, I think is never wrong in that scenario. And so just letting them know, because, uh, if you were a parent, would you want your kid doing something without telling you about it? No, clearly not. And so as, as you go home, just, I would say, be kind in your communication and your compassion, because, um, often we see in the scriptures, Jesus is asking them, the disciples, what they, what they want. He's asking them what they think. He's asking them what they need. And so I think even in our relationships with our parents, being quick to listen, being yeah. slow to speak and being slow to anger. So, yeah. Are you going to say something? No, I have this thought. Keep going. 
Um, it'll it'll come out. Go for it. Okay. I was just going to say, I think on top of that too, even, even if you're not specifically going to take their advice, I think just asking them and then being able to respond, um, to things happening in your life means a lot to them. Yeah. Um, cause I mean, I even, there's so many people that know so much more than me will, will come and ask me things. And it's like, they, they just even want to know, you know, different opinions and seek wise counsel. Um, like the counsel of many, like they're not just like looking at their like inward and trying to figure out what's best, um, which I think is important. And that's a good point. And I think on top of this too, we've talked about, I think either side of this, like good parent, bad parent, I mm-hmm. think both of them have challenges because sure. when you have really good parents, it's going to be hard to leave your father and mother, um, and, and take your wife in fully. Um, but on the other end of, of that, um, when you have bad parents, it's going to be hard to, to get that reconciliation and have a ton of forgiveness for them. And so I think it's important to remember that like, just because someone has really good Christian parents doesn't mean, um, that they're not facing challenges within, within that. Um, the other side is also facing challenges. So I think it's just important to remember. That's good. Yeah. The, I'm, I'm going to go to the extreme. Um, you have to get to a point sometimes to understand that, um, some parents are not going to meet your expectations. Mm. Um, we been in student ministry for a long time. Um, our, our American non-legal adopted daughter, call mm. her that, uh, has, has a dad who, uh, is, is just a jack wagon. It's a jack wagon of all jack wagons. Mm. Um, I talk, I was talking to her yesterday and, um, to hear her heart towards him, um, is not unloving, she, she's not rude towards him, but she's let go of all expectations that he's going to be a good dad. Yeah. Mm. And, and there's part of that that's like really sad, like that it hurts. It hurts me to think about that because because I, I consider her just like mm. like like an all star. Like, how can you not love this person? Yeah. Um, and to have have a, a parent in that space, it, it's heartbreaking. But she's gotten to the point where she knew that the relationship wasn't good. She knew that it was dysfunctional in so many ways. Um, and it was better for her just to release expectation mm. and, and walk in like healthy manners than to do that. And so again, so sometimes, uh, I could, I could see honoring is breaking off a relationship, mm. relieving them of yeah. your expectation to be something. Um, mm. and and for them to see that, I mean, I, I think sometimes that brings about salvation. Sometimes the, the Lord works in pretty unbelievable ways. But, but I think Solomon uh, was really, really clear in uh, Proverbs 13. A companion of fools suffers much harm. And, and so I could say, if, if you have morons for parents, and you're to the point in your walk with Jesus and in your life that you know that and you recognize that, um, it, it's probably a terrible play for you. Mm to pursue a relationship where they have authority over your life yeah. Yeah. because uh, you, you are, you're keeping fools in your life at that point. Is that harsh? Sure. It is. Um, and that's difficult for me to think about. Um, but I, but I think God, God gives us that. I mean, Jesus, Jesus is pretty clear, like whoever loves his mother and father more than me. Um, he, he says that in Matthew 10. Um, and so that that's one of those things that he kind of gives us that out anyway. 
Yeah. Uh, but just to make sure that you have a solid measure, not, not that your parent offended you, not that they told you you couldn't stay out late, not that, not that they just cared too much and it annoys you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, to, to surround yourself with people, with wise people that are pushing you in a direction to think through. That's why grace filled praying for your parents is important. It softens your heart towards that. And in that, in, in softening your heart, you may get to the point where you go, they're not going to meet parental expectations that I have for them and whatsoever. And so Lord, mm-hmm. would you, would you allow this to fade? Yeah. Um, and he does that. He does that a lot, actually, I see, um, in ministry. And then in doing that, I think that's when healing begins to happen mm-hmm. um, for us. When our parents let us down, it's what happened with me. He began to heal that space mm-hmm. as I began to distance. I mean, it was forced distance, but distance myself from her mm-hmm. um, and then begin to pray for her. He yeah. brought healing in my life, and I see it over and over again. Um, it's just a, a, a healthy approach that God has set up for us. Yeah. And... I love the the verbiage that you're using there. Obviously, in extreme cir- circumstances, I don't think this applies like the extreme, extreme like abuse, etc. Yeah. But uh, the verbiage that you're using is it's a process, and it's not something that's mm-hmm. going to take place overnight. And surround yourself with people who um, care for you in a way that um, will bring out the gospel in your life. Um, and so, I think it's important to hold on to that this is not just an overnight shift that's going to happen. Um, basically, anything in your walk with Christ except salvation is not going to be just an overnight shift. Um, sanctification is going to take the place over a long time. I guess the last question I have for you guys um, is, and we kind of hit on this, but um, hopefully some, some good encouragement for people. Uh, what are some ways um, to honor your parents if you've kind of taken them for granted, kind of giving them appreciation, obviously with Mother's Day this past Sunday. Sure. Um, what are some ways you can just appreciate them and, and show them love? Uh, I know for myself, something I've had to grow in is just, once again, like calling my father and mother and seeing how they're doing. Because from their perspective, when you go off to college and you live your life, it's easy for them to feel forgotten. And so it's been really um, awesome for my, for, for me and for my parents to, to, to check in on them. Just yep. not, it doesn't have to be every day. And I would say even it shouldn't be every day because you are growing up and, and like John said, you're leaving your father and mother, but still allowing them to be a part in your, of your life. Because once again, you were a part of their life for 18 years. And so I think that's one thing. Um, another thing Zach kind of hit on earlier was just asking them for wisdom because once again, your parents have lived through, um, marriage, they've lived through jobs, they've lived through, um, moving cities. They've lived through a lot of things that you haven't lived through yet. And so even saying, Hey, like, what do you think about this? This is what I'm going through. How would you approach this? Because once again, like John said, that parents are supposed to be the authority figure, but also supposed to be the, the leaders in wisdom and guidance and, and direction for the family. So I, I think that's a few things. Yeah, sure. Uh, our goal as parents Hopefully everyone's goal is parents. Uh, I get to play this card because I'm a parent. And I I'm, I think about like what ways could Finn and Kai honor me. Um, my goal is as a dad um, and my understanding as a dad is that God gave Finn and Kai me to look at so that they can see far beyond me. It's mm. good. Mm. So that they can they can look beyond me to God and his goodness and, and then just really chase after him. And so like the ultimate honoring of any parent, believer or unbeliever, and I, 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 th- I think, 
I want to say with with 100% certainty, but I'm not. I'm about 99.6% certain that 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 the ultimate for an unbelieving parent and for a believing parent, the ultimate way to honor them is to chase after Jesus. That's good. The yeah. ultimate way that I honored my mom, who was an unbeliever, was that I ran after Jesus, and it resulted in her salvation. Mm. That that was it. Mm. And so and so as as kids, if you would just go, hey. I want, I want to honor my parents, the, the jerk of a parent or like the saint of a parent, just chase Jesus. Yeah. Um, and, and that, what the blessings that God gives through that, this isn't some like health and wealth kind of thing, prosperity, you look at our lives, oh, yeah. it's not happening. Um, but, but some of the promises that God has wrapped up in just pursuing him is an overflow of blessing into people's lives. And often it's just salvation. Often mm, it's just mm. dead people coming alive, which is the ultimate. Yeah. That's what we should strive after. And so that's the first thing, like Finn and Kyle will honor me most if they just passionately chase after Jesus, if they outrun me. Mm. Um, and like this sweet moment the other day, uh, and I, I, I don't think I'll cry, but we Finn and I are playing chess. And, and so we're sitting there and I made a terrible move just like, and it was nine 30 at night. I made a bad move just put my, my queen out in the open. He takes it. And I'm like, I'm three moves away from losing. I laid my king down and, and everybody kind of, there just like, Oh, like we're not, we're not playing anymore. It's like, bro, you like, I made a bad move. You, you won countered and you won. Yeah. He grabbed his book and went to his bed and it was time for them to go to bed anyway. Yeah. Uh, I walked in there after a few minutes and he, and he was tearful. I'm like, Hey, what's up, buddy? He goes, I, I just don't like winning. <laughs> and I was like, that, I was like, wow. Like you're either the most humble person in the world or there's something else there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and after a conversation, he said, I just, I don't ever want you to stop teaching me things. Mm-hmm. And so he, he felt wow. that at that point he had gotten to the point where he's going to beat me at ch- and he's right there. Like I'm not great at chess and he's, he has this brain that works really well in that space. Yeah. And so he's going to get to the point where he just dominates me. I'm going to have to really focus <laughs> to get better. Uh, and there's other spaces that I like pridefully, I'm like, you're not going to beat me at this. Mm-hmm. And I've always had that. It's like, you're going to earn this victory. And he's getting to the point now where he's earning it. Yeah. But now he's going, if, if I get to this point, is dad going to be done teaching me things? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was this sweet moment where I was like, I, I love that. And here's my goal for you yeah. is that, like, I'm going to teach you to the point that you're better than me. And you just take off running mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. And our first thing that we're teaching them is, is how to chase after Jesus well and spiritual disciplines and things they can walk in, but then just in life. Yeah. And, and that was like the ultimate, like sad way to honor dad was mm-hmm. to go like, I want to keep learning from you. And then for me to go, no, mm-hmm. I want you to be better. Like, yeah. I want you to keep going. So that, that's really kind of, if I'm zooming in on one, how do you honor your parents? May I chase after Jesus. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. If you are looking for a redemption story on honoring your parents, June 18th, man, Father's Day. Y'all got it. It's on Juneteenth? 18th. Oh, I thought you said June 19th. I was like, nope. Double June, holiday. June Sounds 19th. great. Yeah, that would be. Well, we got back to back. So back I guess that back. works. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Man, we'll see you guys back here next week. I think T will be back. But thank you, Caleb, for joining us. It was a pleasure. You're the best. It was an honor. A lot of wisdom coming out of that South mouthpiece mouth, right yeah. there. We'll you know. do it again sometime. Yeah, sometime soon. Hey, we'll see you guys right back here the, next The week. better person at disc golf will be back. That's true. He's pretty good. That's true.